History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Well, I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the founding fathers. Welcome to the Andrea Kay Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay. Good evening. Welcome to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Before the show tonight, before the show tonight, my man here and I, we were like, you know. What we what we gonna do, people? Let let me kick it off. If you if you're new to the show, I am Andrea K. Dynamite and address busting through the hype, the hyperbole, and the hypocrisy every night of the week, and it's something that I've done for years now with great joy. It's truly an honor that I get to share this time with you guys out there. Whether you're listening in your cars on uh, AM 1170 or FM 96.1 or on the stream at theanswersandiego.com or any of the apps that the cool kids use or or we're streaming live right now also on Facebook on The Answer San Diego. And it's an honor to share this time with you guys. And, um, you know, it's a passion of mine. You know, in particular, you long-time Andrea Keisha listeners know that I've, uh, it's, uh, you know, I got interested in politics as a kid by recognizing the push for communism um, at that time, as well as the intersectionality between that and the Democrats partnering with the Islamist. That remains to be an issue for me. And it's something I've done with great passion. But I got to tell you guys, I got to bring in my man here um, because, you know, we we're before the show, we were like, when was the last time we were able to come in and actually report good news, report good news? And y'all know I'm a happy warrior. But but today in particular, coming off a weekend, I really wish that I had, I had my batteries recharged and able to come in with a little pep in my step, just ready to hit it, ready to, you know, just take the fight to, to the left and push for this country. And I got to tell y'all are my friends out there. You're my family. I got to share with y'all. It's, it, today's a rough day for me. And um, we were talking about it before the show. Got to bring in my brother, DJ Potato Skins. Yeah, you know, you and I are usually uh, always trying to remain as peppy as possible and, you know, hopeful, happy warriors. And just walked in today. It's kind of the same mood that you did. I've been praying for a long time, you know, that God would bring us some good news. And, you know, obviously we continue to pray for that. But it's been nonstop since before the election. And at least during the Trump administration, there would be like, hey, in the midst of all the crazy, there'd be a good news day. Something great economically would happen. We've had nothing truly amazingly good to happen to this country since before Trump left office. Well, and it's the, draining it. During, it yeah, really is. It is draining emotionally and mentally and psychologically. During the Trump administration, we had so much success before they found a way to, to destroy because uh, the majority of, of the Trump administration's success was economic. It would, he would have had even more success had he had a Republican Party right. establishment leadership in McConnell, and he's going after McConnell today, actually looking for somebody to oppose him and take him down, which is a good idea, Trump is. Um, we had so much success. Before Trump was even inaugurated, we heard stories of corporations that were bringing their business back to the United States. Just the, just the enthusiasm, the market and consumer enthusiasm before he was inaugurated had businesses investing in R&D, uh, giving bonuses to management, uh, it, increasing wages. We ended up in short order with the lowest unemployment in the history of the country for minorities, African-Americans, Asians, and beyond. We just had, and we had regular good news with the Trump administration. He brought, um, he brought, uh, um, who was, who was the young man who was over in North Korea, um, he brought hostages home. I care. Otto, Otto Warmbier. He brought him home. And even though he came home 
to be laid to rest by his family. At least he was, you know, Trump got him out of those clutches and was able Look to the reunite him. In the Middle East, the, the Abraham Accords. That was just last last week, by the way. We had the we had the first anniversary of the Abraham Accords. I mean, this was a man who legitimately earned the Nobel Peace Prize, who did something absolutely extraordinary with these Abraham Accords. You know, the left likes to talk about a global economy and connecting everybody economically. Does it, it, did anybody report last week that the Abraham Accords had already resulted in over a trillion dollars of economic activity? What it did for Israel alone um, by connecting their flights with Dubai and other countries, um, it just it was absolutely incredible. Brought so much peace to the area during the I Trump. Heard nothing in the mainstream media. Over nothing it. about it last week. In fact, there were, on the anniversary of it, uh, the the Biden administration was actually refusing to use the term Abraham Accords. They wouldn't on the anniversary when they had meetings with with these foreign governments, and they could have brought more governments into the Abraham Accords over there, but they intentionally didn't want to. They've done everything that they can to try to thwart that success from the Trump administration. That's because they're not about bringing people together, Andrea. Well, no, they're they're, no. You know, it, rewind. These are the same people in charge that were part of the Obama administration, which Dinesh D'Souza did a movie called 2016, where he said at the end of the Obama administration, we would have a militarily neutered and economically um, damaged uh, United States of America and economically crippled was his words with the rise of radical Islam around the world. And that's exactly what the results was of 2016. And President Trump began to immediately try to do what he could to dismantle that. And he brought peace to the Middle East. He moved the embassy to Jerusalem, got the Abraham Accords done. We, we actually had, he got, he got NATO allies to fork over money. He withdrew money from the UN. Um, he, he got, he, he went in and crossed over by himself into North Korea, we it was shut down that little that little um, Kim Jong Un over there. We got respect from China. He actually he's actually the one who restored our respect. So we had on a regular basis good news. You can like him, you can dislike him. One thing you cannot deny is the economic just surge he brought back to this country. Yeah, and his one misstep, which was absolutely huge, which is one of the reasons why you know we've got some. We've got a mess going on right now is that he um, he went along with Fauci. He trusted he trusted the scient- the quote scientist. Um, I don't blame him for a lot of what's going on, but he did lay the groundwork for the government to um, to seize control over us under the guise of public health. So I got to get into t- to today's news. Um, mine as well. Gee. Mm. Where do I start with on the negative news? Because, you know, we're going to have to keep digging till we can bring some good news. I, but I also can't puff people up. I don't I don't puff. Oh, you got to give them the vegetables, Andrea. I got to give the vegetables. I got to give you guys the truth. Right. Um, here. Well, let me give you this. Here's a little bit of good news. Uh, a hospital in Alabama has decided um, they have rescinded its requirement that all staff be vaccinated good. against the Rona. Um It's the UAB hospital in Birmingham said it will wait to learn how the federal uh, vaccine mandates announced by Joe Biden will play out. What happened was the Alabama Center for Law and Liberty said the hospital was violating state law because that is a state hospital. And according to state law in Alabama, um, they cannot require its employees to disclose whether or not they've been vaccinated. It's about privacy, right to privacy. Remember, that's what Roe v. Wade's supposed to be about, right? Um, So under according to Alabama law. Um, no government, school, or business in Alabama may demand that a constituent or customer respectively be vaccinated for COVID-19 or show proof of his or her uh, vaccination. 
Uh, Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall also questioned the legality of the Biden administration mandate, saying he had received complaints about privacy uh, violations. And um, one of their complaints uh, from employers was that um, their privacy had already been violated um, through something called imprint registry. And so um, that privacy violation is unlawful. So I'm hoping that there will be lawsuits that will already come out. And that's what needs to happen. Look, when you look at um, the Emmys that were last night, all these celebrities, not a one of them with a mask on. You look at the Met Gala that happened the week what before. What does that tell you? Well, yeah, every whether it's the Emmys last night, the Met Gala the week before, Nancy Pelosi's party outside, um, which was a few weeks ago up French in Napa laundry. Valley. No, it wasn't French Laundry. Nancy Pelosi actually did uh, uh, an event recently. There's all these events that have been going on where you see the elites bump, bumping up against each other, shoulder to shoulder, hugging, kissing, not one of them with a mask on, but the peasants, the servants got to wear masks and today there was a viral video of a little boy at daycare looks like he's three or four years old screaming not wanting the mask on his face screaming and somebody did a meme that i posted on facebook just just the juxtaposition of all these celebrities at the emmys all hanging out in their designer gowns with no mask on their face with the tortured child being abused children don't get it and they don't give it the highest group at risk begins with a 99.4% recovery rate. More children die, have died so far this year in Chicago shootings than have died from COVID. This is child abuse of what's going on. Jesse, um, uh, what's his name? He's, he, he's a radio guy. Jesse somebody or other. I don't remember his last name. He posted on Twitter today that more kids died from the Biden administration dropping a drone in Afghanistan on their strike, then kids have died from COVID in the United States of America. Now they're trying to lie to you as kids have some RAV, a respiratory virus. This is common for kids right now. They're trying to lie to you and tell you that a lot of kids that have RAV right now have COVID. And let's call it out, Andrea. This is child abuse. It's child abuse. What is going on? And you know that it doesn't have anything to do with health. These mask mandates on kids, because the people that are, that are imposing these mandates, whether they're vax or masks are not uh, observing them themselves. Did you know that Congress does not have a vax mandate? Oh, as yeah, Biden? I knew that. Right. That's just, it blows my mind. The I mean, UN, it doesn't, yeah. but it's, oh. The UN is about to have a general assembly coming up, and um, they're not going to require any of these foreign dignitaries who come here. Now, if you're in New York and you're a U.S. citizen in New York, you can't go into a restaurant or any event space without proving that you've been vaccinated, but because hashtag diplomacy, they're not going to require any foreign dignitary. Shouldn't the diplomacy be for U.S. citizens here in this country? But there's no no diplomacy because all of this has to do with power. It doesn't have anything to do with health. And we need to wake up. And if you're a parent out there, I got to ask you why you would allow your child to be abused in this way. We're going to take a break. We come back. Breaking news today happening down at the border. I guess the Biden administration has decided after they couldn't hide the truth of what's happening at the bridge down there. uh, They've decided to start uh, deportations, but it's only of Haitians. And so we've got Congressman Andy Biggs who's going to be here with us in the moment, in a moment. He's uh, down there on the border. And so he's going to be, he's going to be calling in and giving us a report uh, from the border. So um, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk to uh, Congressman Andy Biggs. So stay tuned. (laughs) 
Get more from the Andrea K Show at OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Glad to have you guys here with me. Glad to have my uh, next guest with me, my favorite congressman, Andy Biggs. You know, there's breaking news that's been happening in the last couple of days over the border, and he just so coincidentally had taken a little run down to the border. And when Congressman Biggs goes to the border, he actually goes to the border, not just to the on-the-border restaurant somewhere by way of Iowa. Oh, he's not doing the same route as Kamala Harris was, was taking? No, she, she was somewhere upwards at a Taco Bell in Des Moines, Iowa, somewhere instead of at the border. Hello, Congressman Biggs. Thank you for being here. Andrea, good to be with you. I thought she was getting a margarita somewhere <laughs> away from the border. That's what I thought. Yeah, probably. Um, and from the way she cackles, she's had she had one too many. <laughs> okay, so um, breaking news the past couple of days with um, all of a sudden we find out they couldn't hide. They tried to hide what was going on in, in Del Rio, right, by doing a, a ban on any yes. drones and any flights over it. And then all of a sudden we hear that they're starting to do mass deportations of Haitians. Why just the Haitians? Well, I mean, that's that's a real good question because doesn't that sound a little bit racist? I don't know, but it sure does to me. Um, look, there's 140 nations that have breached Arizona's border alone. Mm-hmm. Arizona's border alone this year. So, so to have Haitians um, and just say, we're going to get rid of the Haitians and send them off, that's that just shows you how mixed up the Biden administration is on every policy there is. And this is, this is also one of them. You know, just another aspect of this, Andrea, uh, real quick, I'll just tell you, they, they were told uh, at the end of June that there was a problem with that location in Del Rio. When I say they, the leadership of, uh, of Homeland Security. And they said, basically, we're not going to do anything about it. Well, yeah, because, uh, you know, the uh, I think it's clear that this was intentional because everything that the Trump administration did worked. Uh, the remain in Mexico policy, the public charge that if you were going to if you were going to seek asylum, you didn't need to traipse across three or four countries. If if you were clearly an asylum mm-hmm. seeker and you were leaving with your hair on fire because some, somebody was chasing you out politically, why wouldn't you go to the the first you know country that you entered? All of these things were working in addition to the fact that Trump was trying to get a wall built. So the fact that they got rid of all of those. Um, was because they wanted an open border so that they could flood this country with people that were dependent here, which, you know, and then offer them entitlements and secure more votes for the Democrats. And I think what's happened is, is clearly um, it's it's become a, a an optics nightmare for them. And then they just decided they'd pick on the Haitians uh, as, as the people to send back at the same time, right on the heels of them continuing to import people from Afghanistan that they didn't bother to vet that they've sent all over this country. And then on top of it, if you can help people to understand what happened this weekend was something called this parliamentarian, right? Because the yeah. Democrats tried to push through in their three and a half trillion dollar plan, um, money for 8 million illegal aliens under the guise of human infrastructure. And help me to understand if I'm saying this correctly, but the parliamentarian said, you can't put that through in a budget. That's not a budget line item. Giving money right. to, right? Did I describe that right? Explain what happened. 
Yeah, so so I actually was on the committee where the Democrats forced that through, and we, we fought them for 14 hours, and uh, they forced it through. But the parliamentarian really had set the tone earlier this year. So what when you're doing the type of, of gimmick, which they're doing, so they're doing a, a, a what's called a budget rec- reconciliation. They're doing that because it only takes 51 votes, which they have. Uh, to get their three and a half trillion, but they instead of just making it a spending bill or a true budget bill, they are trying to throw everything in, but but the kitchen sink of their bad policies, including the amnesty. So, the parliamentarian said, "Look, the rules only allow you to have something that's related to budget items, not policy, and an amnesty provision, as you said, from eight for eight to ten million people." is not a budget item. That is a policy item uh, unrelated to the budget. So it is not allowed to be in the budget reconciliation bill. So they can't do it. Now, is this um, who is yeah. this person? Is this person surrounded by security? Because, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that is not a popular person in D.C. today. No, that you're exactly right. She's not. But she's she's you know, she did things that the Republicans didn't like when they were in power and, and she's doing things. Now, I, I think she tries to cut it the way she sees it. And for now, anyway, uh, the Democrats are saying they're going to observe and follow her ruling, which they're doing that because the bad precedent for them, because they could just say, so you no, know, Andrea, they could come and say, well, yeah, thanks for your ruling. We don't care. They could either fire her. Uh, Chuck Schumer could fire her. Or they can say, thanks for your ruling, but we're, we're just not going to pay attention to the ruling. We're going to do what we want anyway. Um, they can do all of that. Mm-hmm. But right now, they've indicated they're going to hang on and, and follow that uh, ruling. What does it say, Congressman Andy Biggs, about the Democrat Party, that the hysteria, the only person the Democrats seem to want to get fired right now is the parliamentarian who upheld process and procedure and law and not uh, a chairman of the Joint Chiefs who um, aided and embedded an enemy and showed allegiance to a foreign nation instead of his commander in chief or anybody from Blinken and beyond who abandoned Americans that are still behind enemy lines. None of them have gotten fired. No, they want the parliamentarian fired. Yeah, I mean, this is absurd. I mean, they don't want anybody to be held accountable for these leftist radical position so you or or and they're not just grossly incompetent i think a lot of this is willful i mean what milley did to subvert the commander-in-chief um that was willful that wasn't just incompetence that was something he did on purpose the same thing with blinken blinken has done so many horrible things or mayorkas secretary mayorkas they they've consistently done bad things um that harm our country make our country less safe and we can't even get them to investigate these people. Well, yeah, because, uh, excuse me for interrupting, but, you know, I come out of corporate America before I got into media. And, you know, um, if we had done something on the job that, say, got people killed, we'd not only yeah. be fired, we'd be prosecuted. Yet these people commit crimes. We're not even just talking about incompetence here. We're talking about what happened in Afghanistan was intentional. They knew, They knew. and in fact, I've got a story to share later uh, in terms of the uh, the suicide bomber was actually a terrorist that they knew that they knew of, that the CIA actually brought to Bagram uh, air, 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 um, 
airport right. and he was he was held prisoner there. I mean, this this was all intentional. They abandoned Americans intentionally. What Millie did yeah. was intentional, which was which is treasonous, according to military and uniform military code of code of justice. And yet not only is nobody being prosecuted, they keep their jobs. Well, it's actually even worse than that, in my opinion, Andrew, because this week, this week, coincidentally, while you and I have this conversation, we're going to vote on a bill, the National Defense Reauthorization Act. Now, the, that bill is funds all the military, but we're going to give them an increase over even what this administration wants. And, and the, you got the chairman of the Joint Chiefs uh, uh, basically undermining uh, what, we, what we did. You see, we left $84 billion worth of material in Af- Afghanistan. We have also left Americans... Uh, SIVs, you've got others uh, that have uh, various types of visas and permits to come, uh, permanent residence visas. Guess what? The number I heard tonight is is the highest number that it could be. It would be 70,000. But the point is they, they want us to give more billions and billions of dollars to these people who have done, in my opinion, just horrific, horrific things, mm-hmm. got Americans killed. And that's, and we can't even investigate these guys. They have, they don't have the uh, principled values, the character mm-hmm. to step down when they've screwed up. No, no. And in fact, if Patton were alive, he'd pimp slap all of them. Is what he would do because this is this is not the this is not the U.S. military of my I come from I'm the daughter of two Marines this is not the U.S. military of my jarhead dad or any of the other uh, military my great great uncle was shot down in World War II this is not the you know Patton's army and this is not the the you know U.S. military um, anything else you want to share with us that you found on your trip to the border before we have to let you go Congressman Yeah I I would just say one last thing. The most dangerous aspect, I mean, the numbers are high, but the most dangerous numbers to know are the hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people illegally entering our country who don't even know who they are. They're they're getting away, and they're going all over the country, and who knows to what bad intentions they have. Well, it's frightening, and you know, there. This was a this was to placate us by uh, deporting some Haitians using something you you know policy 42 or whatever that was. And that's supposed to make us feel as though the Biden administration is on top of it and trying to, and not really about open borders. And that's just not true. Congressman, thank you for being here. Thanks, Andrea. Keep up the good work. Thank you. You too. All right. um, We're going to quickly go to the phones before we take a break. Doug has been waiting patiently on the line and I can't wait to hear what Doug has to say. Hello, my dear. Hey, they had a commentary on that, Doug Sattel, S-I-T-T-E-L, on Google. And the YouTube uploads the picture of a hand over a glass, caption, police admit, he tells you who... All right, um, don't know what Doug was all about, but I'm not here for it. <laughs> all right, we're going to take a break. We come back. <clears throat> We've got some VAERS numbers to share with you guys. I am going to tell you guys a little bit. I kind of already spilled the beans, teased out the terrorist at a Bagram story. And uh, an FBI, another in a long list of uh, failures by the FBI, the Gabby Petito story. Get more from the Andrea K Show at OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I get that not everybody is a true crime. I don't want to say I'm a true crime buff. 
I've been fascinated by true crime stories since I was a kid. The first one was I read the book by Joe McGinnis, Fatal Vision, as a kid. And what fascinated it, it the story, and, and in fact, there's an update on the Jeffrey McDonald case. I think he filed another appeal recently. It's a story I've been following since I was a kid. Um, uh, the forensics, this was long before CSI. The way they solved the crime and the prosecution of it just absolutely fascinated me. Same with Small Sacrifices, which in the movie was played by Farrah Fawcett. The district attorney in that case actually adopted her two remaining children. So, you know, there's, there's, I, I find a lot of hope in, in, um, in some of these true crime stories and, and just, and my heart goes out to the families of victims. And so there's just, there's a lot, behind why I'm interested in true crime stories and I want justice for victims' families. And um, that's why it's important that we've got law enforcement agencies that we can trust, that we're in trouble. That's why I'm so against this defund the police stuff. That's why I love defense attorneys, because just like I like prosecutors bringing bad guys to justice, we also got to make sure that we've got defense attorneys that are stopping and overreaching government from persecuting us through prosecutions, right? So there's a whole lot of reasons why behind I've been some somebody that's I loved our justice uh, system and crime and justice and care a lot about it. And so I have been watching the Gabby Petito case, even though I haven't mentioned it so far. And um, it's another reason why I'm incredibly disturbed with our FBI. This is supposed to be our top law enforcement agency in the land. And yet again, we've got another failure here on their part. It's absolutely unacceptable that Gabby Petito, who I believe clearly her boyfriend um, is responsible for her death in one way or another, arrived back in Florida on September 1st. And why um, immediately when uh, after in her van, which to me is Grand Theft Auto, that should have been the reason alone for the FBI as soon as she was reported missing, they should have taken him into custody for questioning. They should have, you know, if for no other reason, for Grand Theft Auto, right? She's missing and he's got her van that, that's her, her property. But no, not only did they not use every means necessary to bring him into custody, they didn't even bother to surveil him. And now he's, he's fleed somewhere and they have no idea where he is. And some people might be like, well, it doesn't really, you know, they're going to do the autopsy on her tomorrow. It doesn't change the fact that she's been murdered. I want every perpetrator who commits a crime, in this case, against a beautiful young woman, to face justice. And the FBI failed. These the same FBI agents that went to, who was the kid who shot up uh, the, the school down there? Um, that went to visit the kid uh, like 10 times at his home or did 26 checks on the kid's home? Parkland, the Parkland shooter. He was well known by the FBI. They went and visited his home. How many times? Are these the same FBI agents? This is absolutely outrageous. It's not hyperbolic to say that maybe if the FBI wasn't literally dedicating their time to anybody with a, with a Capitol Lego set of, a, of the Capitol building or a MAGA hat, in anywhere around the Capitol on January 6th. I mean, they've literally turned the FBI and the DOJ into nothing but a watchdog against U.S., you know, um, constitutional limited government patriots. Meanwhile, actual crimes and terrorist actions that could have been prevented. And in this case, we don't know. I, I predict that this, this uh, Brian Laundrie will end up having committed suicide. And some people might be like, well, you know, good, good riddance. No, I like to see a perp walk. 
I like to think that somebody like that is going to end up spending a long, miserable time in prison, suffering a whole lot of different varieties of, of bad things happening to them. So, you know, here we go again with the FBI. It's time. It, it's, it's time for them to be dismantled. And how many times do I have to say that I disagree with Sean Hannity and his crap of, oh, it's just a few guys at the top? I was going to say defund the police. No, how about defund the FBI? Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of the FBI, this was this weekend, Saturday was supposed to be the justice for J6 rally. I remember that. I heard about yeah, that. Um, and Trump said it's a trap. And it was a trap. And I'm glad that a lot of people, you know, most, there was more law enforcement and media there than there were than there were trump supporting you know yeah so hat tip to the people that didn't fall for the trap that didn't show there there were i think four people arrested it was probably i don't know who that was but it, it was a big nothing burger for the left and in fact what it did was it provided a whole lot of uh, comedy fodder because you know you could tell who the feds were walking around in their Bermuda shorts with their with, with their Lacoste shirts and the government issued Ray-Bans so it was actually pretty funny with that um tell you what's not funny is well the San Francisco story everybody's talking about this mayor who, you know, she got caught on camera at a club without her mask. And then, of course, she starts, you know, berating, quote, the fun police. You know, like, what do you expect me to do? Like, I'm not going to, like, um, you know, take a sip and put my mask on and take a sip and put my mask back on and eat. Well, that's what you expect everybody else to yeah, do, that's right? what you want me and you to do. So, I mean, hello. Right. So then when she gets berated, then she starts talking about how she was taken over by the spirit. And I'm thinking... Is this like a gospel? I'm thinking maybe she was listening to gospel music, right? When you think somebody was taken over by the Spirit. That's normally what you equate it to. Yeah, yes. you think the Holy Spirit. You think maybe she's listening to somebody do some Andre Crouch. Maybe she's <laughs> listening to CeCe Winans or somebody like that. No, no. She's listening to Tony, Tony, Tony. <laughs> One of my favorite uh, R&B groups Nothing from the 90s, Tony, by Tony, the Tony. way. But let me tell you. If it's Tony, 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 and they're playing a club that only holds about 45 people, that ain't, they ain't, that ain't conjuring up the spirit, okay? When you got a has-been group that's only got about 35 people in a club, that ain't exactly conjuring up the spirit, okay? But it's just, when, when are people going to get fed up, Skins? We're, now Pfizer is coming out saying, well, I talked earlier about the little kid, the little boy in daycare, right. screaming and hollering, being subjected to, to, uh, you know, to child abuse by being forced to wear a face covering, um, when are people going to today? And now Pfizer announces, you know what? We're just, we're just this close to getting it approved to vaccinate five to 11 year olds. For what reason? That's coming. That's coming. Yeah. But when are people going to get it? That don't you see everybody else that's giving you these dictates and these mandates and they're not following their own rules. They don't live by these things that they're putting out there for you and I to do, Andrea, because there's not there's really much there there as they want you and I to believe. Well, they're desperate to get complete control. This is about collectivism. This is about getting all 330 million Americans and uh, millions that they bring in across the border completely under the submission of the U.S. government. That's what this is about. 100%. 100%. That's why their two biggest lies from the jump on, on coronavirus was that it was um, everybody had an equal chance of getting it, getting sick from it, getting hospitalized from it, and dying from it. And that was a lie. In order to bump up the numbers, they had to, they had to deny that it, they had to withhold any information about comorbidities. Uh, that the most at-risk group was the elderly who had the comorbidities of 
obesity, type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular diseases, that remains to be true. And in order to keep the case count high, they had to cook the books on positive testing. And they also had to cook the books of anybody that anybody that died in a motorcycle accident. They were literally, te- they weren't even bothering to test. If you were hospitalized for anything, hospitals were being paid to list things as COVID deaths, even if they weren't. Exactly. We had people dying in motorcycle accidents. And they were labeled as COVID death. Newsmax had an article out today that there's a reason why so many hospitals are now saying that we've got um, the hospitals are overrun with people with COVID that are asymptomatic. And that makes you think initially that, yeah, you can be asymptomatic and really sick and well and, and, and be sick from it. They're making it seem as though asymptomatic people are overrunning the hospitals. No, think about that for a minute. Have you ever gone to the hospital sick when you didn't have a symptom? Uh, hey, let me, wait, let, let me do the math. No. No. So what's happening is people go into the hospital for a reason here, like maybe a broken ankle or maybe a head injury here or something else. They're testing everybody who comes in, and there's a difference from being hospitalized from COVID and hospitalized with COVID. So a lot of the hospitalization numbers that we're getting right now are people with COVID, but they're not there because of COVID. Right. So there's a whole lot of cook in the books. And why are they doing it? Because that way, because if they were to be honest with you about risk factors and who's at risk and who's actually got it and who's getting sick. None from of this it, would go over. Well, no, you nobody would be considering their kids sitting all day with a mask on their face and a five year old being jabbed. With a substance, you don't are, you let your kids drink alcohol. Do you, I mean, who's who's letting their kids be be injected with something that's that it, it, when when they don't even get sick? Who's injecting their healthy kid? Who would be willing? And and right now they're doing clinical trials. And my question is, who's the parents putting their kids in these clinical trials? Oh, I th- I'm glad you said that because I've been thinking about that. And that's also child abuse. You know what? You know who it is? These are the same parents that sit their kid down in front of drag queens at the library. That's who's doing that. Really? Like like George W. Bush, he's got a nephew. I think he, I, I can't remember his name. I think it might be George, George P. Bush or something. He posted a pic of his kid on Facebook. He's getting just excoriated. Posted a pic of his kid on Facebook reading a book. And he's supposed to be, and, he, and, he, and his, the, the caption is all about getting your kids to read. And, you know, I've talked about it many times. I, you know, I got addicted to books as a kid. We're big readers in my family. And everybody was like, wait, hold up. You're showing a pic of your kid reading a book when nobody around and the kid's got a mask on. Makes just this, as much sense as when I see people driving in their own car, no passengers, wearing a mask. I saw a dude jogging, <laughs> running down the street yesterday, jogging with a mask on by himself. Oh, no, no, that's no, he had his dog with him. So maybe he was protecting his dog. Seriously, this is insane. We're going to take a break. We come back. I'm going to give you guys some VAERS update. And then Skids uh, brought me some uh, transcript of some breaking news that has to do with uh, Project Veritas. And the VAERS report, which is the vaccine um, reaction site, which which documents reactions to vaccines. Stay tuned. The Andrea K. Show, strictly adhering to and preserving our First Amendment. Follow Andrea on OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K. spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K. on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. So just in case you actually thought that the uh, Biden administration is really about lives and health and not about uh, control in which they could manipulate lives and uh, 
um, cause as much pain, if not deaths at will in order to, uh, which is what communists do, right? You, you dare to go up against them and they will literally destroy you. And I mean, kill you if you, if you don't submit, um, the Biden administration, has decided to ration the distribution of monoclonal antibodies from Regeneron, um, given that, quote, demand from a handful of southern states accounted for 70% of all orders in early September. Now, there's no shortage of Regeneron, according to uh, Politico, uh, and the federal government controls the distribution of the drug. And the reason why that the Biden administration is going to ration a drug that has been widely touted as being helpful to uh, early treatment and therapeutics. Um, It's been used by many people um, is because these states are states that are largely controlled um, by Republicans and they're not on board like Florida and Alabama and Georgia and Louisiana. Um, The states are Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Louisiana, Mississippi, Tennessee, and Texas. And all of those states except Louisiana are governed by Republicans. And so what this what this is about is, okay, you states, you dare to not um, mandate masks and vaccinations on uh, on your citizens. Well, we're just going to withhold therapeutics that could save lives. And get this. These seven states comprise over the, the largest amount of black Americans in the country, 15 million black Americans. And the black American, uh, African-American community are one of the most hesitant of the vaccines uh, taking the jabs because of the Tuskegee experiments and what's been done. So this this supports my point from the beginning that there is no benign reason for why they withheld ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, budesonide and all the other proven therapeutics that we're working on people and killing people. They're literally killing people. They're withholding proven therapeutics in order to gain control. In order to push these shots and why and, and shots, by the way, that these drug companies are immune from from any prosecution for they can't they can't you know, they can't be a suit for wrongful death. Do you, don't you get it, Americans, that this is about power, even if even if you believe in the science of these shots, you should be incredibly disturbed that the Biden administration is going to withhold technologies, therapeutics that are working knowing that people will die in order for power. This is communism. And here's a little bit. Speaking of um, it, it, those um, who might believe in, in the efficacy of these shots, let the buyer beware, right? Um, there's a reason why, if you listen to any of these drug commercials on TV, they list all the side effects, right? They never tell you the side effects. The government's withholding side effects. In fact, the CDC said that they were going to stop putting on the website any side effects because they, they didn't want to, quote, scare people off from getting it. They're removing informed consent from American citizens. Here's the new VAERS numbers. 701,559 adverse events, 60,741 hospitalizations, 80,393 urgent care visits. And this is from uh, the shots. 6,637 heart attacks, 5,765 cases of myocarditis, which is enlarged heart, 1,862 miscarriages, 19,210 disabled, 14,925 deaths. If you want to take it, take it. I don't care. But But if you believe that the government should force somebody to be injected with this, explain yourself. Explain yourself. 
Because if you believe in it in the first place, you shouldn't care if I get it. You should trust it enough. You're protected. You should be. You should feel protected. And if you don't feel protected from it, then you should be asking yourself why you why you're trying to push it on anybody else. Because you shouldn't be trying to get anybody else on board because you made a mistake, right? You stupidly jumped off. You stupidly jumped off a bridge and broke your legs, and now you want everybody else to jump off of it. Sorry, doesn't work that way. Project Veritas. Thanks to Skins brought me this. I haven't listened to it, but here's the transcript. A federal doctor says, quote, government doesn't want to show the COVID vaccine is full of blank. Dr. Maria Gonzalez, ER doctor, U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Let me repeat that. Department of Health and Human Services. All this is BS. Now, a patient probably has myocarditis due to the COVID vaccine, but now they, the government, are not going to blame the vaccine. Right. So anybody who shows up with the sniffles at the hospital, it's it's COVID, right? They're labeling COVID death. But if you... A perfectly healthy person drop dead tomorrow, get myocarditis seconds after getting a shot. You can't tell me that's got anything to do with vaccine, right? Dr. Gonzalez, the government are not reporting adverse COVID vaccine side effects. They want to shove it under the mat. Deanna Paris, registered nurse, U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. It's a shame they, the government, are not treating people with COVID like they're supposed to, like they should. I think they want people to die. That's exactly what they want when they deny therapeutics. This is the first time in the history of this country where they are not treating symptoms. What do you think they do when you go in with the flu and you got sniffles and you're congested, right? And you got post-nasal drip. You think they're curing you? If it's bacterial, they'll give you antibiotics, but a virus is not curable, right? With antibi- it's They treat the symptoms. That's what, that's what inflammatories do. They treat, it, they're treating the symptoms because the symptom of inflammation makes things worse. And then what happens is if you don't treat a viral infection, then it becomes bacterial. That's when it goes into your chest and becomes an upper respiratory infection. That's when your oxygen, oxygen levels drop. That's when, that's when they tell you that they're going to treat you. And by then you're put on a vent. Yeah, so when you can't get these early treatment drugs like ivermectin, that's why people are are, are dying. Andrew. Right. Um, Jody O'Malley, insider and registered nurse, U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. The COVID vaccine is not doing what its purpose was. Um, then back and forth, these same people that I've already introduced. Um, if we, the government, are not gathering COVID vaccine data and reporting it, then how are we going to say that it is safe and approved for use? The, VAR, the And the VAERS report that I just read is only 5% typically of reports. Um, another doctor, I've seen dozens of people come in here with adverse reactions. Uh, this O'Malley um, person says, I'm not afraid of blowing the whistle because my faith lies in God and not man. You know, like what kind of person would I be if I knew all this? This is evil at the highest level. You have the FDA, you have the CDC that are both supposed to be protecting us, but they are under the government and everything that we've done so far is unscientific. O'Malley, at the end of the day, it's about your health and you can never get that back and about your freedom and about living in a peaceful society. And I'm like, no, no, this is the hill that I will die on. This is the hill that we all need to die on because you know what? As as Dr. Yaden said from who was a virologist at Pfizer for 35 years, there's no benign reason why all these governments in tandem were all touting the same lies and why they were denying therapeutics to push a vaccine that hadn't passed clinical trials. And if they can get you to get that now, then down the road, they can go from laptop to in your arm without any pushback whatsoever. We're going to be pushing back tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Keep doing what we do. Love you all.